Folks, you're listening to the Smash Bros. Cast, episode 73. I'm your host, N64 Josh. My co-host and sparring partner is Nightcrawler. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. We got some special guests tonight from Beyond the Metagame. That's right. They have graced us with their presence once again. Peon, what is happening, my friend? Josh, how's it going, man? Great to see you again. Crawler, you too, man. You're looking good today, as always. Thanks for having Thank us. <laughs> and AV, of course. What's up, brother? Hey, I'm good. I'm doing really well. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. So before we get started, guys, if you would like to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash SBC. Pick up something awesome like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. The chair I'm sitting in is from OP Seat. Go to n64josh.com slash OP Seat. Automatically save $10 at checkout. The chairs are also $20 off right now with free shipping. Take advantage of this deal. It is it is good, good stuff. And lastly, if you'd like to help support the content that I create, you can go to patreon.com slash N64josh. Check out all the different tiers. With that, we're going to jump to the announcements. All right, guys, we have our tournament coming up. The second Saturday in April, it's finally all set up correctly. It took me a few different tries and and then I saw a tweet go out from smash.gg that said, hey, we need we need some some people to help us make our site run smooth. And I was like, boom, <laughs> there you go. So, um. Yeah, yeah. I I have to say real quick because Alka Seltzertini, friend of the show, just jumped into chat and gifted like five different subs and resubbed. So thank you, Alka Seltzer. Thank you. She's a very old and good friend of mine. So um, thank you. She's not old. She's an old friend. There we go. <laughs> I want to make sure I clarify that. So, um, but yeah, the tournament's coming up second Saturday. It will be streamed. There's going to be prizes, $35 in eShop cards. First price gets 20. Second place gets 10 and third place gets five. All right. So you can sign up at n64josh.com slash smash tournament, or just look in your show notes and you'll see the link there all right with that we're going to move right on over into tournament news okay so nintendo put on an event at pax and uh, i'll be honest i watched the end of it and there were items on and some smash balls and it also, it also wasn't what I was expecting. It was it was a uh, squad strike. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? it was squad was it strike. the whole way through the the last ma- like I I tuned in a little bit late and uh, saw a familiar face in the Nintendo community. John numbers, who has won the Nintendo World Championship, things like that, which I was surprised. I was just kind of like, there's no I don't think there was any smash pros even interested in playing it it didn't seem like no i don't think so so and and maybe i'm wrong maybe they're maybe they're they're pros that i'm aware of you know that kind of thing i'm not really sure but um overall it was just kind of lackluster and the funniest thing is the chat only cared about hearing about a joker announcement and then like the best part is it ended and then you'd see people go 
Joker's going to be amazing. Refresh. Right. And they were just totally trolling because there was no there was there was nothing happening. So um, was that on Nintendo's channel or was that on PAX's channel? On Twitch, uh, I was on I was watching on Nintendo's channel. OK, yeah, yeah, I was watching on on Nintendo's channel. So um, that is cool step in the right direction. You know, like, I'm glad Nintendo's getting in that arena. I'm glad they're putting on events. You know, I, I, I don't think it is catered at, at us, at the enthusiasts, but I don't know. Man. I'm still happy to see them step into the ring I, for sure. I'm very Spl- happy to see it. What's strange, and I think Crawler was going to say the same thing, is Splatoon yeah. is like high level gameplay, like like you'd expect from a tournament and then smash is like kind of casual and you're like yeah oh and they do nuance they do nuance updates to to splatoon as well and they give specific numbers and data which they're getting better about with smash but also with the smash tournament it took like it was three weeks it was it was a total of six weeks building up to this pax thing and it was a week of qualifying, which you had to set up through your with yourself on Battlefly or whatever. And they got to top four, I think, in each region. And then the following weekend, they took all those four regions. And they played single elimination, those top four going all the way till they had one winner for that region. And then they took all these regional qualifiers. And so like Southeast and Southwest and all that kind of they combined them together. And they had teams of three that they played squad strike and they were competing to then go against, I guess this weekend they were also doing something in, in Europe and they were doing something in uh, I'm I'm assuming in the Pacific region, like the, the the far East, I mean, doing stuff in in Asia and and Japan and all that kind of stuff. Um, And they're going to have, I guess it's in June, I think Nintendo smash world championships or something. E3, but it's like, yeah, I mean, possibly, but it's, I wasn't paying that much attention, but like in the whole build up to this whole thing, I don't remember seeing anything about like this team battle for the whole world. Like thing that, see that caught me off guard too. And and it's just strange that you have this entire framework, you know, everything about this tournament from an onlookers perspective is competitive you know there's teams and there's a bracket stage and it's internationally centered and then you actually watch the gameplay and it's like it resembles what happens like thanksgiving at the at the peon household (laughs) like (laughs) the gameplay itself is the farthest thing from competitive right it i don't know who this is for yeah that's that's troubling right go ahead av yeah i mean it's a it's a it might be a lot of like signaling that like Nintendo is trying to get into the into esports, but I mean, if it is, it's a, it's a really poor excuse for 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 what for what they actually could have done. And it's strange because they know what takes place in Smash esports. They have backed a lot of these big uh, these big Smash Bros. tournaments, and it's not like they're ignorant of what goes on. They they talk to a lot of the Japanese players and the development of this game. They understand how the how what the competitive landscape of the game looks like and they and and the fact that they still do something like this means that it was probably very intentional and i don't know why well and they know how they know how to put on a a, a, an esports uh like global tournament with when it comes to splatoon because look at what happened at e3 like that was a 
regional qualifier that they brought the best of Japan against the best of of the United States. Granted, there is more. Oh no, I think Europe was Europe was involved. I think there were like eight teams that were involved at E3 for Splatoon. So like they know how to bring stuff together and have qualifiers, albeit not all in the same spot. But they, I mean, they know how to at least bring them together for the final final hurrah a little bit. It's the simple. It's it's the most simple marketing plan ever. Get your pro players involved, and you'll get eyes on on the game, right? Like, like I mean, look what they did. They when they announced when they we had this game at E three. Who did you see? Zero, MK Leo, right? You were seeing Nairo. You were seeing the pros, and then they put this on. Now the pros could have played, but I mean, everything leading up to this was kind of like. It, it, I don't think anybody was taking it seriously on the, the, qualifi- the qualifiers were timed. We, I mean, we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. Like it was kind of a joke. I mean, to play that it was, was a advocate, time match. Oh, pardon me, crawler. No, it's uh, uh, you're good. Uh, to, to play that was advocate. I suppose maybe Nintendo already understands that the smash Bros community as it is, is sort of a self-sustaining thing. You know, we're already kind of doing our thing. And if you're into competitive smash, you probably already know about it. But there's this entire casual, potentially, uh, an entire casual audience that when they watch competitive Smash, it doesn't resemble, you know, the game that they play. Like, what is this? This looks like way too, where are the items? <laughs> Why are they only doing one-on-one? This looks boring. And perhaps those same people, when they see Nintendo's version of a tournament, they're like, oh, yeah, that that's looking pretty cool. Look, like Bowser just got a Smash ball. That is sweet. My little brother plays Bowser. Like maybe there's something to that. I, but again, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just trying to get into their heads. So Smash might be self-sustaining, but it's not self-prospering. Look at Capcom or Bandai Namco and the money that they put behind their game with Dragon Ball Fighters or Street Fighter and the money that is involved at Evo or their own. I think doesn't Capcom do their own kind of big tournament yeah the yeah they they put money behind it and that's what's severely lacking with with smash i mean short of like the six super majors throughout the year there isn't a ton of money in the purses for for smash players what nintendo has done in the past you guys can see these posters behind me here this is the nintendo world championship right that's what this tournament felt like it should have been for smash. Like smash should have been a part of this. The, the thing that like to kind of, to, to push back pee on a little bit their their viewership on Twitch was over a hundred thousand less than what we saw at Genesis. Right? Like they didn't even break 20,000 viewers. And it's like, well, if you bring the pros in, and then you're you're actually making a, like now Smash is showing up at the very top of the directory in Twitch when people go to hit that browse button at 20,000. I mean, yeah, it's it maybe it's in the top 10. But when it's number one, people are curious. What am I seeing? Oh, I didn't realize how how this was such a you know competitive game. Now I want to get into it. Right. It could it could it could work as a way to sell uh, to sell games. And I just, I feel like 
it's one of those times again with Nintendo where there's people making decisions about uh, about the marketing and stuff that may not that that may just not know best. You know, they they yeah, think Josh, they do, but I, I completely agree with you. I do completely agree with you, and I, and I think even to bolster point further, if you're going to be watching something on Twitch, if you're going to be watching a live streamed video game tournament, you're probably part of the hardcore niche to begin with. So again. You know, who are they trying to, to broadcast this to? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure. and they do have their finger on the pulse, too, because they had TK Breezy, EE, Vicky, and, and Coney all there commentating. Yeah. Yeah, that's, again, and they do a great job of, like, kind of, like, we don't really know what's going on here, but... <laughs> yeah, especially they're, they're, they're not all familiar with the stages that are because it's it's nintendo's random stage list and then i i don't know what there's 72 characters in the roster i don't know what half of their their final <laughs> smashes are so if they get a final smash ball uh, good luck knowing if it's if it's a ranged if it's a if it's a uh like projectile based if it's if it's uh, a a hit scan where you gotta you you have to hit, dash forward and hit them or i mean there's all sorts of different options that come out of those that you might not be super familiar with yeah like that was probably each one of those commentators hardest performance of their career They're like hey <laughs> yo vicky kitty what what item is that what's that called i don't know <laughs> real quick let's touch we saw what was the other tournament that was going on battle for british columbia and uh esam took first if if i didn't see any of this one i don't did did avp on you guys see anything i did i did i caught um the the top four the last half of the top of top eight and i have to say esam finally took home a major you know props to him uh but it was a really great grand finals ally actually like went old school with the mario josh you would have been proud nice and in smash four ally was kind of esam's demon and so whenever those two play it's always kind of interesting for me and ally had some very clutch plays but esam was able to clutch it out in the end and it, it was a great set man it's definitely one to go back and watch for you Mario didn't, players. didn't mvd put on a good performance as well wasn't he yeah. there was he there i don't believe mvd was there okay i don't believe MVD. captain zach got third uh he was in the big name uh with, you know max with Bayo? You know, sorry said again with Bayo. Uh no, Captain Zach was actually going uh like the 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 Toadstool Princesses and uh, Palutena actually. Okay, got it, got it. Makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> Poor Bayo, rest. <laughs> Bayo can still rest Bayo can peace. still kill off the top a little bit, but it's she's got to work really, really, really hard for it. <laughs> I, I love your optimism. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only Twitter. It's only uh, Twitter clip that you see. Like and it's the best of. It's not. It's it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carl. I'm looking at the top 25 right now. Not a single Bayo in sight. Oh no, that, no, it's, she's not competitive. <laughs> she can dream. I mean, who knows? Maybe 3.0 buffer. <laughs> who would have thought oh. we would be talking about Bayo buffs? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Who knows a 3.0 man? Who knows? Who knows? We're gonna we're gonna do a 3.0 <laughs> show. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a, a prediction show. All right, we'll get you guys in on that one. We're going to talk about like what what is it going to bring? Who's going to get who's going to get nerfed? Well, well, is Pichu going to get nerfed to the ground? You know, we we might have to be on standby for that. Then if they do a, a like a quick announcement that we're going to get a 
direct yeah. or something. Yeah, you can send us like an emergency pager, like <laughs> Dr. AV, we need your predictions. Stat. Uh, I'm curious though, man, and to, 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 to follow up on that, I, I hope they don't do anything drastic, right? And, and my, the evil part of me, and there is an evil part of me, hopes that Bayo remains terrible. But if I if I if I'm being selfless, I must admit Bayo needs some Bayo needs some help. Nintendo, send her some love. Uh, I yes yes. I hope Av's still with us. I don't know. He's he's he frozen. Is, he is deep in thought right now. <laughs> like Av heard the word bayonetta and, and ran away. <laughs> like he hasn't blinked in a while. This, this, you guys <laughs> he are watching the video. Time. You just gotta shake him. <laughs> he is he is frozen solid. So. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully he can find his way back to us with uh, with relative ease here. So, uh, all right. Well, let's we're going to move on over to the smash news. Okay. All right. So. Smash. There he is. AV's back. Best Buy may or may not have leaked the Joker Amiibo render. Now, when they were called out on it, they were like, they like gave the best. It was, I can't even, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I remember exactly, but it was something along the lines of we're cultured when they, when they, when they were called out, that's all they said on Twitter. We're cultured, you know, so pr- pretty funny stuff. It really does look, it does look uh, like it probably is. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's the top seven eighths of the amiibo pretty much yeah and, and that was what su- was that sunday morning i saw that i believe that, i believe it was is, I, is it, I think is it I in their weekly the, ad i think i wrote the article at like 2 30 in the morning on saturday night sunday morning so uh so yeah it was it was late the uh the thing that gets me want like the first thing that gets me thinking is like is this next direct happening sooner than later? You know, I'm of the mind that we're going to see a direct with a lot of Mario maker and a lot of, uh, updates for some other, uh, games like, uh, Damon X Machina, uh, and then the 3.0 smash update. Cause they made it sound like, again, that reveal was so weird. Like, and 3.0, coming soon yeah, details coming soon details but, uh, later <laughs> we're like well, also, what so also with the with the joker thing i, I don't know I, I know i saw it on twitter i don't remember where i saw it if it was reputable or not or i and i have also haven't checked it but i'm sure i could if i pulled up nintendo's website i guess joker coming in april was taken off the website hmm. i don't know if it's because we're in april now or if maybe something is we we haven't seen anything. Yeah, I think it was like replaced with like uh, just Joker approaching. Like something went from like Joker approaching in April to Joker approaching. So I, I, I'm pretty I, sure it's because we're it's because we're in April. But I mean, we saw we saw the plant back pre-launch, right? Didn't we see gameplay? Yeah. yeah. Well, in. Yes. Yes. Like that very, was the, the the last direct, right? The Smash right. Direct. launch. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Smash Direct. So I mean, I would hope curious. they'd have renders and stuff for us by now. 
and I mean, we've seen the render, but like gameplay, stage, something. I wonder how this Best Buy thing even gets through because I, I know the most recent Nintendo Direct was uh, delayed a couple weeks, and maybe you know this Joker uh, render being placed on the, the Best Buy ad was put you know in production months ago, and perhaps like Nintendo's entire content drop schedule has been pushed back a couple weeks, you know, in accordance with the original delay of the January Direct. I don't know. I, I, I'm speculating here, but it is weird. And the fact that Best Buy doubled down on it is both hilarious and a bit interesting. I mean, they had no shame about it. Well, and they also have to have such a close relationship with Nintendo because they get to use their artwork for those steel books that they make that are exclusive to them. Like those aren't coming for, I don't think those are coming from Nintendo. I think that's, Best Buy in-house making those steel books that they're then like because they've done two they've done the Pokemon one and they've done Mario Kart and the other two have come directly from Nintendo with with Xenoblade and and Fire Emblem coming out here soon but like those steel books I'm pretty sure they made so they have to be having a good relationship with the marketing department or or whatever that their their reps with Nintendo have to be probably in on it are you talking about the Smash Steelbook? Well, no. So, well, so Smash Steelbook as well, I guess. Yeah. So, Sm- well, Smash, Xenoblade, and Fire Emblem are coming from Nintendo, but Best Buy did the Mario Kart one, yeah, and, and the Pokemon. Pokemon one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, does Joker say the sentence at any point? We're simply cultured. Like, if 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 one of Joker's taunts is him saying we're simply cultured, this would be one of the most crazy bombshells that uh, like a tech corporation has dropped. For me, in the last decade, <laughs> it's like Wendy's level of tweet of tweeting, right there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. So who you know? Who knows? Who knows? Hopefully soon. We need. We need. We, like, I feel like. I feel like the like the levels of salt and toxicity have like kind of started spilling over, and I think the lack of news is part of that problem i think i think we get some news it's going to get everybody kind of hyped again and get get some people back in and and this is uh this is another we're gonna we're gonna get into this again in our next talking point here all right so peon i believe it was you that messaged me in in discord and said hey after you guys' last after last week's show let's uh let's talk a little bit more about this so what like what are your thoughts on this what like you know so i was specifically responding and it was me uh i was specifically responding to the fact that in your in your last show you spoke about uh you know your your famous guest vicky kitty's uh, recent step back withdrawal almost from the commentary space saying, look, I need a break. All the toxicity from this community is getting to me. And it, I I really appreciated your coverage of it. And it got me thinking, you know, this is not an isolated incident. This is not just Vicky Kitty. I've seen the sentiment expressed by people all over the smash community. Uh, You know, and it's kind of become this echo chamber of negativity where people are saying, you know, everybody's pointing out the toxicity and it seems like the general consensus is almost, you know, 
pessimistic. You know, people are pretty down about it. You know, I know that you said specifically, Josh, last week that this wave of, of negativity that's been cycling throughout the, the Smash community has actually taken some of the wind out of your sails. I believe that was the exact. Oh, it absolutely you. has. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question there. And I'm here with, with my, with my buddy AV and with my, with my two friends, Crawler and Josh. And I'm, I'm declaring that the Smash community is better for the world than it is worse. You know, the, the Smash is I such do declare. A, I do declare. <laughs> Vote for P on 2020. No, but the thing is, is Smash is such a positive experience, both on a personal and a community level. You know, I've seen so many people change for the better because they've they've played Smash. Josh, Crawler, I wouldn't know you guys if it weren't through Smash. You know, the, all these relationships that I've made and I've seen other people make similar relationships because of this silly game where Mario gets to body slam uh, Princess Daisy, right? <laughs> or Palutena, depending on who he's playing against. <laughs> or <Right>. Palutena <laughs> or Solid Snake. And it's this beautiful, <laughs> bizarre, I'll, I'll admit, circumstance that everybody listening to this and myself are all are all in. And I want to inject some positivity back into the scene. You know what I mean? I want to. I want to. I want to talk about why it matters that we're all here and, and why we should keep on enjoying this crazy thing. Av, do you, do, do, am I am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's easy to get caught in with like a lot of the sources of negative negativity when when often we aren't really interacting with them on a direct basis, like stuff like Twitch chat. Like, who, what does Twitch chat say about your local? Like, what is that? It's so removed from the actual experience of playing the game. It's more of like experiencing like some this abstract concept of the community. And and, and I think that if we focus on the things that really that, that we really enjoy about the game, and the things that bring us happiness, like like Peon said, I, I think I think that this some of this uh, stuff about the toxic community is a little overblown. Well, yeah, Twitch chat is faceless. Twitter is pretty much faceless. <laughs> maybe an um, maybe an anime face. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, a lot of people in Discord have have talked talked up about like their their local experiences. Some people have have uh, reported back of some some negative interactions. Uh, Leo, uh, his first interaction at. Uh, a smaller local that he went to was was a dude talking crap to his face, kind of saying he sucked and all that kind of stuff. Um, but his next time, I don't know if it was a different local that he went to or if it was the same one, completely different experience. And I think that the... And, and that goes for countless people that have talked up in the Discord. And I think a lot of communities, um, even going back to... Um, listening to um what was coney what was coney's uh podcast called high percent high percent like they called out the smash community as well saying welcome the new people as well when when the influx of players come in for for ultimate um so that a lot of the local scenes would would be accepting and they said call out the people that are that are ragging on people for for not being good or anything like that and and I think a lot of people have come back and said if they went back to their local, which I think a majority of them did that we've that we've seen in our discord, um, 
that they've had a positive experience or that somebody else has reached out to them or that they've been able to find friendlies with, with other people that are looking for the same kind of experience. So I think like what you were saying, Peon, the, the, the positive definitely outweighs the negative and the negative sits behind a keyboard and we have keyboard warriors that, that make it bad. But the, the face-to-face interactions where this community lives more so is, is positive, but unfortunately the, the echo chamber that is the internet amplifies it a little bit. Right. And, and today I don't want to just talk about, you know, there's people are negative. Don't listen to them. You know, it's all sunshine and rainbows. Let's just be positive. Right. That's not my message. And I I do want to clarify that um, I am not trying to at all minimize the stuff that Vicky has gone through, the harassment she's received, uh, you know, via Twitch chat and everything totally feel for. And there are things about the community that, um, you know, are very negative, right? And and can definitely cause people, especially on the tippy top, you know, of the top in the Smash world, a lot of, of turmoil. And I ask, you know, how do we come to this place? Why are people feeling this negativity as of late? And I think there's a couple main reasons. One being, we are all coming off of an amazing, blissful blissfully ignorant high we just got the best game ever made it was put in our hands by sakurai and the first few months of the game were so exciting mm-hmm. right and then now that we're kind you know we're kind of coming down a little bit you know there isn't as much energy out there i think it's kind of allowing a lot of the air to kind of kick up you know there there, there isn't as much enthusiasm for the game and because some of the enthusiasm is draining away, I think negativity has kind of filled its place, per se. I, do, do, do you have any thoughts on why this might be like a new wave of negativity, AB? Like the, the origin of it all? Um, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of like, once there's like this huge empty space and sometimes people feel like they have the need to stir up uh, to stir up things that don't need, that don't really need to be disturbed. Uh, to diagnose the Smash community's overall psychological issues would be an entire case, case study and thesis in itself. But um, we got it's time. Pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty akin to most to most gaming communities. I mean, there's always like like when the release cycle is is like is not churning as it as it usually does. You'll see in communities there's a lot of like random. there's a lot of like random posting there's like really irrelevant content and and there's like it it feels like everyone's lost and i think you described it better than i did but i i i agree that we're kind of in this period where we don't know where where we can't just say like uh like the game is new anymore like you can't go on commentary in the game and say hey i love pokemon stadium's music like 30 yeah. like the like 30,000 people have said that before you on it's like it, it's is is you you can't get away with the same with 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 the same thing you when you can't say like oh i just I, yeah i just learned attack <laughs> canceling or like hey once people start to learn pairing and it's like wait no people have already learned pairing like the like, cynicism's creeping in yeah i i think so because people are this is no longer the this is my time to shine ultimate's my time to shine it's like it, 
it's people are starting to realize, wait, maybe I suck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's exactly right. And what we're seeing, like I've had a number of conversations with even today in my, 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 my Twitch chat, I had a number of people say, yes, smash didn't pull me in. Right. And I don't know that like, and we tried to, we tried to tell people on here, like if you want smash to pull you in, you have to invest the time. You have to invest the time. If I can look at myself, I think all of us can probably look at the characters that we started with when ultimate came out and to where we are now. And we play differently. We play the game differently. We've, we've improved, but there's, there has been, I don't, you know, what other games have I, have I invested this much time in? None. I'm guessing smash is my most played game on my switch. In a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. It, it for both you and me, I think all four of us probably it is. But you had three years of a podcast. Was it three years with Destiny podcasting? Yeah. So run parallels for, for this, because I know there was toxicity within the Destiny community. There oh. was lots of positivity. But can you find any parallels that you've, with the experience that you had with Destiny? Yeah, and I was going to, I was actually going to go there. The, the thing there's there's a couple things so the 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 first thing is with a game like destiny you have a community that is that is that is kind of split into pve and pvp right and then you have those that 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 kind of i mean i played raids and i did pvp like i liked i liked all of it right and and then people were like that all that we know is coming with smash is a stage which really doesn't mean anything it, and you know, it might mean we have another stage in, in competitive maybe. maybe, but, but the chances are fairly unlikely and, and a character, which, which is cool. And it may bring some new people in, right. That are, that are persona fans, that kind of stuff. Destiny was like, okay, if you, if you were casual, there was still something coming in now 3.0 could really do some, some, some damage. In a good way, if we get like target attack and that would be good, the sandbag (laughs) and the kind of things that allow casual players something else to do. But I know firsthand, especially from in, in my community, that people have played all the way through spirit mode and moved on to other games, right? There's just not a lot for them to do, and I think the 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 that's one of the the big differences with what the destiny community did for, you know, the three, four years that that game was, you know, in and out of uh, everyone loves it. Everyone hates it. Everyone loves it. Everyone hates it. The difference I feel like with, with smash is that I don't know that there's anything coming out. That's really going to bring people back that have already left, you know? And Ooh. the the reason I say that is, uh, it, <sighs> And, and I mean, look, I'm, I love the state of ultimate where it is. I love it better than smash four. I love the fast gameplay. I, I love watching high level play. Um, I love losing to high level play cause it helps me improve. Right. But not everybody loves losing, right? They're, they're, they're like, I don't care about learning. I just want to win. And then, and they're going to walk away. This game has a, it, it, it definitely has a higher skill gap. Right. And if you invest the time, you're going to be able to to get there. What I feel like we're seeing that took much longer. And I've even had people tell me this. Hey, I played Smash 4 much longer. 
then I played ultimate because I feel there's just not, there's not the draw that was there. So what are the factors? Is, is it that it's a lot like four in many ways, as far as like graphically and stages and things like that? Is that a factor? Maybe people already had the fatigue from the last game. I don't, we don't, I don't think any of us do. We look at this and go, this is a new experience. This is the experience we wanted. But I don't know that there's going to be some, there's not that the carrot on the stick for any four, uh, for all four of us sitting here. And for probably the, you know, the majority of the people listening to this, there's a chance that Joker could be our main. Right. He could be he could be really cool. There's a chance he could break the game. There's a chance that he could be that he could be garbage. We don't we don't know. But for anybody else, that's just like, hey, I played spirit mode. Now what? I I don't know that there's a lot for them to do. Well, I think that's one of the biggest weaknesses of Smash as a as a property, but simultaneously one of its biggest strengths. Right. A game like Destiny, a game like World of Warcraft. Or a, a, any most AAA games these days with consistent content rollouts, those are amusement park rides. You know, you go from one roller coaster to the next to the next to the next until you get sick and you want to leave the park forever. <laughs> Smash Bros. is a sandbox with a really cool sandbox, really big, very cozy, some high quality sand, but you make your own fun with it. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, there's no roller coaster that can replace the concept of creating your own fun, and that's why I think Smash is so beautiful. Um, it's evergreen, if so you want it to be. And I think that we are definitely getting to that point, especially where the casual people are are are, are coming from, where they're running out of ideas in the sandbox, but. I don't know. I, I think that's also the beauty of it. You know, I, I, I think that that's why people come back in the same in the same way. Well, and what you said there, like we know that the, the Amiibo community is a thing. We talked about that last week, how I played an Amiibo and trained an Amiibo and that kind of stuff. And there there is a small community of of people that, you know, do tournaments and have fun just watching, watching their Amiibo fight. I think that's amazing. I think that that's, you know, that's that's super cool that that kind of thing happens. The, uh, the thing, I guess the overall like point I was making is that I feel like just, and this is, again, this is just my, uh, my perspective. Okay. Is that there's already kind of the, the, the saltiness and, uh, the, the hype seems to be, have, has kind of gone that was there at the end of four where it was just kind of a lot of salty dogs. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it just happened in four months instead of four years, you know, and I don't know how long smash four lasted. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, it it seemed because captain captain Zach was getting death threats. I mean, yeah, well, I I, I will say this, but before I try to dispel the negativity of the smash scene, I do want to address one thing In, in, in every scene, good or bad, you'll have, a lot of positivity, and usually, hopefully, a little amount of very loud negativity, right? Even I remember, like, my mom made me volunteer at Vacation Bible School when I was, like, 15, right? You know, you think it's this place, there's little kids, there's, like, teachers helping them out with their activities and their arts and crafts, and there'd be a lady yelling at the kids, 
in a mean-spirited way. It's like, lady, you're supposed to be nice. We're at vacation Bible school. How come you're even you're mean? Right? And that's how I look at Smash. I mean, in a much more serious way, there's some real jerks. There's real issues, especially when an uh, anonymity. How do you say that word, A.B.? Anonymity? That's, that, that's correct. Yeah. Thank you. You know, in Twitch chat or anime, anime profile pics on Twitter, um, you know, online interactions are can be very hostile. And I won't I won't lie about that. But above that, there is an abundance of real person to person connections. People. That's what I love about Smash. You sit in the same room at a tournament and you might be playing against like some 15 year old girl who knows how to skateboard. And you're this like 20 year old dude and you should never have anything in common, but you do. And it's, it's real and it's just, it's innocent and it's fun. And that is a vast majority of smash bros interactions is between two, even vaguely like-minded people coming together over a common interest. And that's what we need to dwell on and to celebrate and to continue to advertise. And I think there's a couple of things going on in my mind. Right. There's there's not there's I mean, look, that same week I tried to get involved on on the Smash Bros uh, subreddit. I wanted to, you know, I, I kind of asked this question and the the like just the hate that I got was like, good golly, what is the deal here? Like, I just like I can never seem to get a post to go on any other like on any subreddit. Typically, it's they always get deleted. And I'm like, okay, I'm really going to just focus on like a, a conversation topic that was like, man, I, I called down the, I, I called down the fire apparently. Like, and what did you ask them? You know, like, <laughs> what were you asking? If they thought the casuals had moved on, that was it. And like, literally the answers I got were like, well, the game's still selling well. So obviously not. And I'm like, okay. Okay, so is so is a Grand Theft Auto, right? Is I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. So, so is Mario Kart. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to know, like, like it, anyway. It well, it was not a good. Apparently, it was not a good thing to ask, <laughs> right? So you struck a chord. So then that R slash Smash Bros community, yeah, and um, there were a few people that were like, "Hey, I love your podcast," and. Uh, don't listen to all these jokers, you know, but, um, for the most part, it was, it was, it was like, it was just met with hostility that I, I didn't quite understand because, uh, and, and maybe it's just me. If I see something on a subreddit that I don't agree with or that annoys me, I'm typically just going to move to the next thing, right? Like it's not that hard for me just to scroll up. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand the mentality of people that have to get in there and spew negativity. Like I wonder about their mental health to be perfectly honest. Like, like do they wake up and go, what am I going to be pissed about today? Right. <laughs> and it's like, I better get on Reddit and tell somebody they're an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand it. And so, yeah. uh, so that mixed with, with seeing Vicky stuff, it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. And then mix that in, with even how like I'm feeling about this show, right? I'm like, if we're not going to reach players that are uh, many players that are beyond um, our skill level. Right. And so trying to, trying to uh, find like if, if the casuals are leaving and 
and, and we're seeing this divide, where does that even put the Smash Bros cast? I disagree, Josh. I'm much better than you, and I love your show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see after this show. We'll see. <laughs> no, no, no. But but um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I see why I see why you would think that, right? Um, and I think it's important to distinguish the online Smash Bros community with the in-person Smash Bros community, right? And uh, granted, most people that are listening to these shows, that listen to our show, listen to your show, that listen to any sort of Smash content or our slash Smash Bros, don't go to tournaments. Time and time again, when polls are made in those kind of communities, four to five people have never even been to a tournament. And if they have, they probably haven't won a set. Um, And I think it's our job to perpetuate the good of the local communities to convince those people, Hey, come out. You know, the way that you actually will end up interacting with the Spanish community is amazingly transformatively positive. Um, and I, I, I do think that those very same people that, that are enjoying their local communities will listen to shows like the smash bros cast or beyond the game, regardless of their skill level, just because they want to keep thinking and hearing about the game. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time I feel like we're distanced from from like what people actually like what people actually do in their in their free time. I mean, it's really interesting because as someone who ran a competitive community, uh, I assumed I knew every Smash player in Santa Barbara. I just assumed that I just made this like gross assumption. Like I was like, dude, I totally know everyone that plays Smash because I've totally brought everyone together that plays Smash. And then it's it was so surreal. I I I I'm like biking home from class, and I see I see some a bunch of people in their apartment all getting together and just playing Smash Bros. And they're all having a great time, and I know none of them. Wait, like, were you just in the bushes? Like, what were you? <laughs> <laughs> what was happening? Did you follow oh, these people? Was open. There was windows open, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, and it's like, and they were, and they were having like, and they're having a good time. And I knew, I knew, I knew none of them. And the, and the, and the crazy part was, is that like, I, I thought to myself, there's probably like 10 or 20 more groups of people like this that I'll never, ever talk to, never, ever interact with. And, and I think that the cat, like that casual players aren't just looking for that, for that single experience, especially of smash, like, just like Dane said, like, this beautiful sandbox thing where you where you kind of create your own experience and create and and create your own fun is like is constantly being like innovated on by casual players too. Like a lot of the time, like when I was a casual player, I I didn't I didn't play any of the single player stuff with my friends other than maybe like boss battles. <laughs> that was that that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I we just we just go into we we just go into um in, into free for alls and, and screw around and that for some reason that never got old it absolutely never got old and, and i don't see getting old in ultimate it never got old in brawl never got, got old in smash 4 never got old in melee so i think that the people that you really that that you are going to reach will continue to reach and have reached are are are, are people that will not get tired of the game to be completely honest and the sandbox idea exists even beyond just the game the game itself has a lot of different modes you can play it you can inject your personality in your into your main in a very creative way but also 
the community is structured in a way to where you can have all sorts of goals. The whole community is your sandbox. You know, if you want to be an art person that goes to tournaments and sells their art or a podcaster or a tournament organizer or a commentator, there's all these different roles that you can play and interact with within the community itself, which are all super gratifying. And I think also promotes the longevity of, of, of people. And I think that's kind of the, the agenda that we need to start pushing because those are the people that stay and, and keep, keep a consuming the content and be like, you know, having fun, making the community a better place. And my biggest concern, like my, like my goal as a content creator is to add value to the people that listen. Right. And the idea of the smash bros cast was kind of a, to document, uh, our journey, right. With, and, and so what I want to make sure is happening is that value is being added, right. That it's not like that we're showing up just, uh, and just kind of like talking about our week at this point, sounds a lot like the week before because there's only small nuances of improvements that are happening. Right. Because it's like, it's like, okay, I need to, I need to be patient. I need to watch my opponent. I need to read my opponent, you know, that kind of stuff. And so where, where I want to make sure that we can evolve the show to still add value to people that are listening to it. And I know some people it's like, Hey, we just want to hear people talk about smash and that kind of stuff. But I want to make sure it's beyond that. I want, I want people to still have those, uh, if possible, have those like aha moments, like, Oh, I can't wait to get home and try what was mentioned, you know, or to, to work on that. And it's like where, where I'm finding where, where it becomes difficult now is like, our progress isn't going to necessarily bring those, uh, those moments. Right. And so you couple that, that where I'm in a way I'm doubting myself that I can bring the value I want to bring. Plus seeing, seeing this divide start to happen or what it seems like anyway, between the casual and the, and the, the ultra competitive. And I'm like, I'm kind of left asking myself like, okay, what's the best thing to do here? Right. Because because I like Crawler was saying or asking about the the destiny. Eventually, the destiny podcast got to the point that I was like that even I was kind of salty about where the game was and where it was like we're drowning here trying to create content. And there's it's it's a it's a it's a wasteland. And, you know, eventually the salt was all that was all that was left. And so, um, you know, sometimes salt is good, but at the same time, some people can only take so much of it before. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, but the thing, the thing is, is like, so Peon and I are like, are pretty far, uh, in our, in our, in our competitive, uh, lifetimes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about how good you can rate us in the grand scheme of things, but we've played for a decent amount of time. And I guarantee you, we can sit down for like for one hour and talk about something in the, in the past week that we, that we, that we can improve on, like, in introspect about about like all 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 the different things that that like that all the different interactions in the different characters we've played all the different mistakes we've made and what and what and how that and how those things have changed us as a player and we've been doing this for a really really long time a lot of the time it doesn't it's it's these these burnout periods 
and these plateaus can seem a lot longer than they act than, than they actually are because they 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 bring up bring up bring on this like uh stag the stagnation of your of, of your mentality and often there's a lot more improvement that's going on behind the scenes than you can see at the forefront of what's directly av- available when you're controlling the character and you're observing what's going on uh, on the screen. And I think to just to make sure I'm being clear, I don't want to come across. I don't want to by any means sound like I've peaked. Right. That's not that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm what I am saying is that, like, you know, when I could say I'm working on my on my back air consistently or throwing a, a raw or that kind of stuff. Right. That that stuff was like I was getting hyped because it was like, oh, I'm starting to implement big, this kind of stuff. Big jumps. Mm-hmm. Right. Now it's such small stuff that I'm a fr- that what my concern is, is that every week's going to sound the same. Right. And I want to make sure that right. it's adding as much value as possible to those mm-hmm. that are consuming this so that they want to continue listening week in and week out, you know. And so some of the ideas is we're going to start doing more character focused, like we're going to go through every character. Well, that's 84 more episodes right there. Right. And, and then, you know, that kind of stuff. If we, and if that's, if we include the me fighters, we may not, but, um, the, <laughs> you know. Hey, don't leave, don't leave out my boy, me sword fighter. Hey, <laughs> me brawler can, can party. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So, so that, I mean, just to make sure that I'm, that I'm being clear because like, you know, the level that you guys are at versus the level that we're at, like, I feel like you can make you guys with your, your, your experience can add so much more to where, like, you know, it's the kind of thing, like to be one step ahead of somebody is to be an expert and, my concern is that the majority of the people listening are at the same level or beyond. You know what I mean? Uh, Josh, I, I don't think that that that's correct necessarily. I don't think that AV and I or whatever have more experience than you. I think that we just have different experiences, different perspectives. Like the what you and Crawler cover and the revelations that you have on this show are intrinsically valuable. Like when I hear you talk about how you're learning to do, like how you're getting your short hops down or when crawler has like some great insight on like the way a controller works or like how the short hop macro has been affecting your guys' gameplay. It is interesting and it is, it is cool to to hear about. I think no matter what level you're on um, in terms of the intrinsic value, I think that, yeah, like you guys do skew more casual, but most people are casual, like you're saying. I mean, that's that's the place to be. That's the place to be. And then uh, additionally, I mean, I I think that you guys' coverage of the, of the news and all that is, is is in the actual tournament news is top notch. No one else is doing that, and which is intrinsically valuable because people don't have the time. I don't watch every tournament, and I love Smash, but I you guys always have a nice little recap. I always am in the know. And then additionally. You guys always could bring on, you know, like the Vicky Kitties, the Mass Ketchums like you have to fill in some of the deep knowledge gaps that you guys, perhaps that isn't your strong suit. But, man, I, I wish that there was a lot more content like the, the like the content you guys make. And for the people listening to this, I hope that you feel inspired by Josh and Crawler 
to to make content that's just fun that's that's engageable from all levels i think it's it's it is intrinsically valuable yeah yeah i mean i i think it's really cool too that you've been able to like bring on people from your community and it's like it's it's actually really unique and it's really wholesome like i love the fact that there's like people that jump that that you just you, you see them playing a character in the discord you, you you bring them on the show. You say, "Hey, explain everything about this about this character to me." That your your position and your desire to learn, and your ability to have this this beautiful open mind is such a refreshing concept in this in this community where everyone is coming from a point of a closed mind. Mm. So ha- this perspective is actually really huge and it's extremely valuable, especially for helping people like kind of take on that more open-minded mentality too, especially looking up to you as a, as a role model. I think it's super cool. It's so big. It's so big. I mean, think about all the people that you guys have gotten into the scene already. And those are all going to be like the most positive, happy people at that local is probably be the guy that, that, that you guys sent. And again, this is, this is an online community, right? The same source of negativity that I cited earlier. Right, the online smash community, this place where if you go on Reddit, you'll get chewed out for having a legitimate question. <laughs> and you guys have fostered a really friendly, fantastic community, even and through I, an online medium. And I challenge everybody to do the same. You know, like do not ask what the smash community can do for you, ask what you can do for the smash community. And if everybody fostered a community like Josh and Crawler have, you know, we, we the negativity that we'd be seeing would be much, much, much more minuscule. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest positives that have come out of this show is the the two busiest chat rooms in the Discord are Smash Bros. General and Smash Bros. LFG. Mm-hmm. They are always full. Uh, it's a hundred something messages that I usually can't keep up with. I try to keep up with main chat sometimes, but those two rooms are usually full of. Uh, in the middle of the day, I'm seeing somebody ask if there's rooms going and somebody's always playing. People are critiquing each other, given there's all sorts of stuff happening all throughout the day. And it's it's great just to to see that happening day in and day out. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, like we do have these kind of overtly like o- overtly negative uh like feedback systems that we get from from the community at large but something that especially uh, i think dane and i like get a lot of enjoyment out of is kind of seeing like our like our our little community too and and observe and observing how positive everything like all of the interactions are in there too and that honestly like has made it all worth it for me like that's like if that was our impact and creating this like really wonderful like niche ecosystem for people that just want to improve and people who want to be positive about the game. I think, I, I think on, I think honestly, there's a bunch of people looking for that. And I think that we've, I've, I feel like I've done my, d- done my service already. Mm. Yeah. And I, this is kind of weird. The conversation went this way. I didn't, I didn't, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't anticipate it and it's not, it's not like I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't even like necessarily looking for, uh, uh, yeah yeah it was it was more like i kind of just want to be open about it and just be like like let people know like like it is definitely a concern of mine i don't want to waste anybody's time i want them to feel like they're getting something from this show 
each time they're listening to it, right? Like, like I said, the, the biggest thing that's probably the most important thing to me is what we've, what we've, what I feel like we've been able to do is that like, you know, to, to find something that we can then teach that people then that can go and, you know, start to practice themselves. And when you get to that point, like where we're at that point where it's like, okay, uh, you know, like what, what I have to remember is that we can, we could go all the way back and start over because we've been doing this for one year, by the way, this is the one year, one year, uh, like anniversary of the show. But that's when we started playing smash four. Right. And we started like, it was literally aha moment after aha moment of like, Oh wow. Look at, look at, like, look how we can combo now. Look how like, you know, that just the different, the different levels that it's just, it's been a, it's been a climb to where like, you know, now I feel like I can play with some of the, the best people in the discord and I may take a game periodically where that wasn't the case even a month ago. Right. Or especially not in, in January, but, but now it's, it's, but I'm like, I'm kind of like, other than just practice, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as like, well, and it's practice. Like you just have to put the time in and, and practice. So <laughs> for, for me, I know, I know I look forward to every week getting to come on and, and just have a conversation with you, Josh. I mean, yeah, even on a week like this week, I, I dove deep into, into crafted world and didn't play a whole lot of smash pretty much even throughout the week. So, I mean, I was, but there's still stuff to talk about and, and have a good open dialogue with everyone that's in the discord, even people that are subscribed to the, the podcast or watch on YouTube that aren't in the discord, by the way, you should join the discord and six for josh.com slash discord. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, but just having that, that conversation that we get to have every week and, even if the news is slow, there's usually something we can dig up. And, and you and I constantly are talking that, oh, this is going to be a short half hour show. And then an hour, 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 15 right. minutes later, we're, we're, we're sitting there like, oh, how long was that runtime? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. four minutes. Oh, okay. Exactly. I guess we did have stuff to talk about. So, yeah. I mean, I try to, we, I mean, we both try to be, I think, entertaining as well and, and keep people laughing and, and just have that open dialogue with yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, there's, there, there's, like I said, the biggest thing for me is that like, I just want to make sure it's adding value. Right. And so when I start down and I'm, I am my own worst critic. There is no doubt in my mind. I've all ever since I can remember, I'm super hard on myself, like way hard on myself, but I feel like, cause I'm a perfectionist. Right. And I want to, I want to strive towards greatness. And so, um, I like when I start, when I'm like, okay, like I see downloads, I see stuff, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah, you like see, you see all like, the stuff I don't see. So I, I just get to live blissfully <laughs> ignorant about the whole thing. <laughs> so just does his magic in front of the mic and <laughs> eats dinner. <laughs> so Alka-Seltzer just, just gifted a bunch more subs. So thank you so much for that. And she also agrees that I'm way too hard on myself because she's known me for a long time. <laughs> it's just my nature, you know? And so, um, and so, you know, like this is good. This is good for me actually hearing, you know, outside perspective and things like that, because I mean, 
I try to get feedback and try to, you know, that kind of stuff and look at reviews and things like that. Like I always want to be improving. And so, um, but I just, I, I, I did have some concerns that I'm like, okay, is this, is this show still going to add? Because I don't want to get to the point where it's like, we get a review where it's like, they've said the same thing four weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> like we know we need to practice. Thanks. Can you give us Why, something I, useful? <laughs> Josh, I, I still get those, those moments where I'm like, Whoa, like once every three months, I swear I have like a, a smash epiphany where I've unlocked like some new chakra. And I'm like, Whoa, I didn't know I could even think about it like that. So I wouldn't get too hard. Yourself. I bet you'll get a couple of uh, chakras opened up pretty soon. But, but the whole thing about you and, and and your journey through Smash, Josh, and, and Crawler and, and AV, um, you know, like I, I, at the end of the melee documentary, the the documentary person asks wife, who does a great job. He's an old melee commentator, tells a lot of the story of early melee, and he says, "Okay, what is Smash?" You know, sum the whole thing up. And wife gives the answer, like you know, it's it's an opportunity to be someone. You know, you can kind of whatever you want to be, you can be. And I love that advice. I it really stuck with me over the years. I heard that even before I entered the community. It always stuck in my head because it's, it's so true. And Josh, I mean, I think that your role, as, I mean, make it whatever you want it to be. But for a lot of people, it's like almost like this dad figure, you know, where we get to live vicariously through your experiences and we get to like look to you as a role model of like our attitudes towards the game. And and even even if you like gave some garbage advice, like, you know, just roll more. It wouldn't matter because the attitude that you're approaching the game. Buy the shirt. Just roll. <laughs> the attitude with which you're approaching the game is what's valuable. It isn't what you're actually saying. That's my take. Real quick, Chad is asking too, like, what, he, what are you talking about? Guys, if you Google or just go on YouTube and search uh, Melee Documentary. It, it's it's going to show up like you can watch the uh, you can watch the whole thing uh, in one. Se- I've watched it and I've watched it twice now. And yeah, I, uh, I want to go back and rewatch it now. Just hearing Dane talk about it a little bit as well, like just to see kind of those the history there and, and what I've taken away for the last year that I've been kind of putting that time into smash just to see what I get, get out of it. Cause I did watch it right, right around a year ago when, when you were talking about it in those first five episodes, Josh, I, I, I definitely want to go back and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, really I f- good. I feel like the melee documentary took an entire video game and humanized it mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in a way that I've, that I think no like film has ever been able to do before. I mean, we've seen attempts at it. We've seen coverage of video games before, but there was this such like, this is grounding human feeling when you, when you, when you, when you watched it, there was nothing like it wasn't too high production. It wasn't too low production. Every, everything was like the whole, like the whole, like feeling of it was just like, I'm, I'm here to play smash with my bros. Like everyone just, it, everyone just felt like a homie in the, in the, in the, <laughs> mm-hmm. in the documentary at that. And that sums up smash more than anything else. Like just like, just not even like the, the, the content of it, but just like the, the aura or like the, 
And it was like nineties rap too. We had East Coast, West Coast, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. I mean, and also a, a random thing as well. Uh, I was on YouTube a couple weeks ago, and the React channel or whatever that has yes, those with like Ken? high school. Yeah, they had Ken on there, and he just like <laughs> wiped the floor with all these kids, and then they they told him they told him who who he was, and but he was now doing it with he Ultimate. Will try. Yeah, <laughs> now he will try. Yeah, yeah it was great. It was great to see. I I didn't know Ken was like because he you see at the end of the documentary that he's kind of just he's fading into the background, but I, obviously it's part of his DNA. He's King of Smash, and he's he's keeping up with it and playing Ultimate, and and that React channel called him up, and he still has his chops. It's it's really cool to watch. I was going to bring the same thing up. I'm glad you did. (laughs) I'm glad you did. So, well, this is going to be a long one. I'm just going to let you guys know, because we're not done yet. We're not done yet. (laughs) All right. So I've had requests that we would start doing character breakdowns. And so I'm going to do my best. We're going to, we're going to do our best to try to, um, to try to do this. And, we're going to talk about Wolf. So we're going to jump into it right after this. All right. So Zachary kind of showed the world at Genesis six that Wolf was more than a low tier character. Right. And we've seen a lot of people. We've seen a lot of people start playing wolf. Right. We've seen, we've seen peon and AV jump on the bandwagon, going for that top tier character, trying to, you know, just game the system instead of sticking with their mains. And, right. you know, <laughs> yep. they, they, right. they want to be Zachary 2.0 is what. <laughs> no, I'm 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 totally joking, but let's talk about this character, guys. I mean, obviously he had some appeal to you. We've heard you guys talk about him on your show. Like, what's like let's break him down. Let's let's talk about some of his bread and butter and like really just, you know, if somebody's interested or somebody's already playing him or thinking about playing him, like why why would you recommend? Let's just kind of take a deep dive here. Sure. Wolf is the working man or woman, man or woman's character. Uh, very easy to understand at a, at a cursory glance. Uh, very, very, very easy to understand and very easy to get the most out of. You know, his combo game is pretty simple to understand compared to almost every other character. And his moves just sort of kill. I mean, forward tilt back air any of his amazing smash attacks his up air his back throw like his, more than half doesn't, of his doesn't side set. side b kill side yeah. b kills <laughs> uh pretty much every one of his moves kills nair kills uh and because he has such a universal set of options he's very easy to understand quickly and to implement strategically um making him i think arguably the best secondary in the game right now. Maybe him and Lucina are close. Don't yeah. don't go against Pokemon trainer though, right? Well, mm. <laughs> I think Wolf does fine actually against, I think Wolf does okay against. I, Ivysaur kind of hurts Wolf a little bit. <laughs> I, was say, Ivysaur Ivysaur. Hurts a lot of 
But I, when I when I look at a character, the first thing that I look at is what are my scouting tools. Your scouting tools are your safe options that you can use in the neutral in order to get a feel for how your opponent plays and how and what your game plan is going to be to get an to get an in on on your opponent's character or play style. Wolf has a lot of scouting tools. If you look at laser, laser forces you into the air like no matter what. I mean you 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 know characters have reflectors but a lot of them are usually really laggy. Uh, it's kind of hard to get around it. It's a transcendent projectile, so it goes through nearly every other projectile in the game. Uh, so, <laughs> of course, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's so so. It's that itself is one of the best neutral tools in the game. And then you have like a real, and then you have fair, which is really easy to space. It has a lot of range on it. it it's extremely safe. You have Nair, one of the one of the most safe. Uh, again, one of the most safe aerials, especially when when you cross up with it. Uh, all of his tilts are safe. You can down, down tilt uh, when you when you poke with down tilt at max range. When you poke with smashes at max range, what other character can just spam smash as a tool in the neutral? And and you look and you and you look at it and it's like not many others. Like maybe Meta Knight, who also has a really safe forward smash and and, and down smash. They, so they come out of, they come out of it quick, right? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, very little end lag on his forward smash, especially. I mean, yeah, forward smash especially, but all of them in general, and all of them are safe on shield. Not, so, is up smash safe on shield? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, not maybe if you're like in ridiculously close to someone, but I've de- I've definitely gotten away with a ton of up smashes, like just uh, like on people's shield. I'm putting an asterisk on that. If you, I think you're full of it. I don't think up smash <laughs> safe on shield, but. All right. Uh, we well, can, we can agree and disagree. All right. Talking about up smash, that's his move where he kind of like he kicks and his legs come together. He like drags yeah. you up with it, right? Right. He squats yeah. down with a scoop and yeah. then straight and up so with his legs. One of the things that that I've picked up playing against that character is that that up smash seems to be if you place yourself on the right part of the stage, like say you knock somebody off stage and they're continually uh jumping to get back on, that up smash at like you know, like, I don't know, three character lengths away is such a beautiful, beautiful uh, move. Like I've, I've been killed by it before. Right. Like, and, and, and it's still going to, you, you're getting two options right there. If they roll onto the stage or if they jump onto the stage, they're in trouble. If you throw that up smash. And I, I love, I love seeing that. Yeah. And even, even more scary because Wolf lowers his profile right before the hitbox, the up smash comes out. If you try to land on him with an aerial, it's very easy to miss space because he squats underneath the aerial a lot of the time. Mm. So like landing on Wolf in general, when you're at the percent where up smash will kill is often a risky endeavor. Unless you, unless, unless you execute perfectly. I think that that statement, unless you execute perfectly is a, is a, is a, like a huge part of his, of playing against Wolf. He, he has a a lot of like if you could think about how Smash is played, a lot of it is played in like in like medium to high percentage plays. Wolf forces players to only play high percentage plays because all medium percentage plays are met with ridiculously disproportionate punishes. And and the fact and the fact that he's able to capitalize on a lot of these situations places pla- places him uh in in my opinion in at the very least the top 10 of the game um do you guys want to talk about like some some anti-wolf tactics void 
Isn't it void? <laughs> <laughs> Just call your local yeah. ZLG void. Play, play Pichu. <laughs> Summon him as your champion. <laughs> so, so what really gets Wolf, and I love playing against Wolf because he is an amazing character, but not without his flaws. You know, the number one way to really make a Wolf player hate you is to terrorize him off stage. Now, there's a couple things you need to watch out for. His up B, um, after it gets going, there's a brief charge, just like the other species. But once he gets going, um, it'll it'll hurt. It'll hurt big time. You can die like 60 off stage to it. The hitbox is ridiculous. But before then, you can go out there, hit him with the back air and with whatever, and edge guard him. And the biggest wolf killer is when he's forced to use his side B, his wolf flash onto stage. A lot of people are very scared by it because if you get hit by it, it's dramatic. It does have a, a lot of damage to you and it can kill. But a lot of people don't know is that Wolf's hurt box arrives before his hit box. So if he side bees to the stage, you can try to two frame him. In reality, you have a lot more than two frames to hit him. But hit him with like a down tilt, some sort of smash attack that'll hit like at the ledge. And you can kill Wolf or at least disrupt his recovery very often. Or cape him. Or cape him. Give him the cape. Yeah. Uh, another thing to look out for, uh, usually when playing against characters like Wolf, who have a ridiculous amount of safe options, uh, something people try to do is they often try to punish moves individually and in vacuums. Like if Wolf goes for up tilt or forward smash, they try to say, oh yeah, how do I punish this move directly? And the thing is, you don't. You punish what they do afterward. Getting into the habit of punishing what, what what someone is doing after they forward smash or after they up tilt or do any of these really safe uh, safe moves is much is usually much better. For example, like consider con- like uh, I'm I'm a degenerate wolf player, so when I, I, every time that I that I forward smash, I'm f tilting every time, and it, and it catches people every single time. <laughs> but the thing is, the f tilt isn't safe. The forward smash is safe, but the f tilt isn't safe. So, it, so all people have to do is is hold shield on the forward smash. Don't drop it. Wait for the F tilt and then punish. Look at what the look at what your wolf player is doing is 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 doing after the moves and not and not simply looking like for what what each of the moves stand for in a vacuum. I, admitting you have a problem is the first step. So just, <laughs> wanted to, just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> My name is Peon. I've been playing Wolf for two months. <laughs> so let's let's do touch on just some of the like just the absolute bread and butter with this character. What is some of the you know, I think you kind of mentioned it a little bit right there just like talking about how to punish that uh, those moves, AV. But like what mm-hmm. what what do you guys what do you say is like, you know, w- w- approach tools combos like combo starters that kind of stuff so playing as wolf you need to you need to really understand two things in neutral is one do not be afraid to use blaster blaster might be the best move in the game there's between like nine and 13 percent per hit i hate that Uh, thing when i seven i get hit i'm throwing my nair and the gun hits me like not even the blaster shot but the blade on the gun it's ridiculous. So make your opponent, do not be afraid to be a jerk. Do not be afraid to spam a move if it keeps working. Use the blaster and see how they respond. Are they jumping over it? If so, meet them with an aerial. Are they shielding it? Run up and grab. You know, try to condition their habits by using the blaster as your kind of prodding tool. As if please, you're like, please keep doing it if I'm playing Game & Watch. <laughs> Unless you're playing <laughs> Crawler's Game & Watch. Um, 
And then the the other main thing with with Wolf uh, in the neutral is um, landing well spaced aerials. That's usually going to be your forward air or your neutral air. Uh, very likely going to be those two are gonna be your main ones. And attacking through your opponent's shield, so crossing them up so that when you end after you use the move, you end up on your opponent's backside. Most characters kind of have a blind spot directly behind them. And so you won't be punished for the aerials if you land through them and end up on the, on, on their backside. AV, do you want to talk about like some throw combos? Uh, sure thing. Uh, so Wolf has, because of Wolf's like incredibly good projectile, you'll often find that your opponent will be stuck in shield. A lot of Wolf's uh, options just put your opponent in shield. Therefore, you have to be prepared to expect your opponent to shield something. So right, so pretend to go in, pretend to do an attack, and then go in for the grab. Once you have the grab, all right, is it 0%? 0% you up throw. 0% you up throw to forward air. If it's a if it's a if it's a stage with platforms, you can get multiple forward airs. Now let's just say you're around 10 to 35% on most characters. Now what you're going to go for is a down throw to immediate dash attack. Now the reason down down throw to immediate dash attack doesn't work at 0% is because there's not enough hits done for it to there's not enough hit stun and doesn't and it doesn't launch enough in order for that to connect properly. Uh, and then and then after and in this area of around uh, twenty to wait, Ava, we should we should 40. explain the instant dash attack. Oh, uh, sure. Actually, that's a, that's another really important. Um, I, I I just kind of took that for granted. All right, so to do an instant dash attack, uh, whatever direction you're facing in, let's just say you're facing to the right. All you have to do is hit is hit your control stick to the right and immediately hit your C stick to the right at the same time. So what it'll look like is you're hitting both sticks to the right at the at like very quickly in succession with your control stick going first. Like very quickly is an almost almost simultaneously. Yep. The moment that you see your character start running after the gra- grab animation, you should be flicking your C stick over and you'll do like a frame perfect dash attack with ease and you need to do that with wolf otherwise it won't it won't be a true combo yep that's correct so around and then around like 20 to uh to uh 40 percent uh if there's platforms what you want to do is you want to up throw to forward air uh wolf can get a ton of damage just by forward airing a bunch of times <laughs> so you just you, you just up throw and start forward airing. you start clawing the uh clawing them like in in the air and you can get some ridiculous damage off of it it's kind of cool how simple a lot of his combos are. It's and it's really beautiful. It's what makes the character like really elegant. If someone goes directly above you, you can't really get a forward air, so just kind of swipe at him with an up air and then uh try juggling them uh try juggling them further. I want to emphasize that if you can do those things, you can play Wolf at a decent level. Like Wolf Don't hate me Wolf players is pretty easy. And this is from a guy who who uses Wolf in tournament. Uh, I would really recommend you, who, whoever's listening to this, to give Wolf an honest try. If you have a couple bad matchups with your main, put your pride away. I don't care if Wolf's the flavor of the month. Give him a try. He's fun and he's easy, and you can get a lot out of him. So, so Pion, let's talk killing. Uh, I everything everything that he does does it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, we kind of went over that. <laughs> everything <laughs> but everything but what does does down down tilt? Down he does it. I've been killed Dabby's reflector, right? <laughs> <laughs> a reflector at a high enough percentage, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, 
So the thing sure is, there's, <laughs> there's a few things that you're probably going to want to rely on that's like way safer. Uh, spamming forward smash works. <laughs> like it's, it's a, it sometimes forward just works. Smash. But uh, um, but, smash. but back airs. Back air is huge. Back air is actually one of the biggest ways that I usually kill people. Uh, mm. Like back air, spacing your back air and getting the sweet spot of that back air, to, using it to catch people's jumps, especially if in the if they're in the corner. Players in Ultimate love to jump out of the corner. The jump is such a beautiful thing in Ultimate. We have that universal three-frame jump squat. Each uh, each character takes three frames to prepare themselves before they before they launch themselves in the air. So people love jumping. It's uh it's it's just something that people like to do in this game. So calling people's jump out with the back air is really really huge, and you can kill people at like sixty or seventy with the back air. It's mm-hmm. absolutely disgusting. Yeah, Wolf doesn't have too many kill confirms. Uh, so you you kind of just have to make a play with one of Wolf's many kill moves, which we, which we listed earlier. I mean, but there's no real, there's no real like this is a guaranteed way to get a kill kind of situation. Except for down throw into side B, it's a true combo against most characters between like forty and sixty percent. And if you get someone by the ledge and you down throw them, and you have a stock lead, or or unless you're crazy. Go for the the all in one side B and get the spike to end the game, and then and then everybody will love you. The ladies will love you. You'll be the most popular guy on the block. It'll be crazy. So, what are some good matchups for for Wolf? I mean, I think there's a lot, but are there any also matchups to avoid? Yep, Pichu, so, Pichu, <laughs> yep. and Pikachu are pretty Pichu. bad for for uh, our, our furry friend. Um, some people are saying Lucina Fox are are pretty even. Inkling, I am very, I very strongly believe Inkling beats Wolf. It's a lot of the really fast characters that can edge guard well. Like even like people are saying Sheik does well against Wolf. Any character that has a really good neutral and has really great gimping or edge guarding capabilities uh, will do well against Wolf. The people that Wolf really messes up are people that rely on projectiles because Wolf's blaster beats most projectiles. And he has a reflector, right? And I mean, that's kind of the main people that hate Wolf. I'd say is like the Toon Links, the Young Links, the the, the Mega Mega Mans, those kind of people. Yeah, I mean, Wolf is a pretty slow character. So that being said, any any character that's slower than him loses to Wolf. I don't think there's a single character fast. Uh, I don't think there's a single character that Wolf is faster than that that he that he doesn't lose to. Uh, because once if he has the movement, uh, the movement advantage, and he can move around with uh, with all with with all of his tools that allows him to command the neutral, the neutral is basically a done deal, and they have to rely on some kind of ridiculous read in order to in order to close it out for them. Prime Griffin in chat wants to know how Zero Suit does against Wolf. You know, I, I I'd be lying if I told you I have a bunch of experience in the Zuzu matchup. I I have played. We do have a really good local Zuzu player who has beaten me in tournament versus my wolf, um, and and that's the only one I've ever played. So maybe this Zero Suit happens to just be excellent against Wolf. Um, but I definitely think Zero Suit has some tools in the matchup. I definitely think that she doesn't do too bad. Um, again, she's very fast. She can get around stuff like Blaster more more easily than other people can. And she does have some great offstage, you know, gipping opportunities. I, I think she does well enough to where you wouldn't, if you were a Zero Suit player, I don't think that you should counterpick Wolf. I think you should just fight with Zero Suit. Brooklyn 
uh, Otter from chat says, so are sorties in general good against Wolf? Uh, I, I would say they are evenish. Like all most of the Fire Emblem people, like the Roy, Crom, Marth, Lucina, I think they all do pretty well against Wolf. I, I yeah. think the fast ones in particular do do really well. Uh, people who can keep Wolf in disadvantage and uh, and really and really pressure Wolf and don't let him set up this uh, this this kind of wall of a, of oppression are are really characters that do well. I actually think Roy and Crom do better, in my opinion, than Lucina and Marth. Uh, that is, of course, just my opinion. But I yeah. I think that when you when you, when you take into the fact that um that you'll be that Roy and Crom will be carrying Wolf off off into the side of the stage m- way more than, than than characters like like Lucina and Marth will. And once if you can get if you can get Wolf and keep Wolf in those in those kinds of situations, it's gonna it's gonna completely remove the uh, the advantage that Wolf has of having this like really air, like airtight and beautiful neutral game. I could see it. I could. I know he doesn't like fireballs off stage. <laughs> I know that much. I, know I, that I much. can confirm. So, okay. Well, before we wrap As this a fireball thing up, myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we wrap this thing up, a couple things that did. Uh, I I I played uh, Monday and I played Saturday night real late with some with some uh, people from the Discord. Had a really good time, and uh, so good time in fact that one of the messages i saw in discord later was that mario needs his cape and flood nerfed (laughs) 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 that the cape should not turn me around backwards because i was chasing them low and just spinning them around and they they were they were not having the best of times and uh and so but uh one of the things that um, I think uh, I, I don't know that this is necessarily a, a, a beginner technique, but maybe kind of a, a intermediate. A lot of times we encourage people don't roll towards your character, towards your opponent when you uh, when you get up. Right. And what I've noticed a lot, I noticed this in quick play and uh, and then even pointed it out to some people as as we were playing that if you're going to roll towards your opponent, it's actually not as it it, it can be easily read. Right. It's one of those things. If you do it regularly, I mean, anything, if you do it regularly, can be easily read. But um, if you are going to roll towards them, if you if you immediately spot dodge, as soon as you get to your feet, a lot of times the the you can actually have your opponent whiff their grab and then you're right back in there uh, um, punishing that. <laughs> and so it's something to keep in mind. If you do roll towards your opponent, hit that spot dodge immediately. and um, it can end up being safe, you know? So I've seen, I saw a lot, this wasn't an isolated incident. I saw this a lot in, uh, in, in quick play, which I was, I was kind of surprised, like, like a lot. I don't, do you guys, I mean, I saw peon like he made a face, like you're an idiot. So, uh, that's just how my face looks. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I feel the general philosophy is there is no. I, I definitely do see people get away with that a lot, especially online, where when you when you roll towards someone, you do the immediate spot dodge. Um, you know, and they, a lot of people try to they do try to grab uh when there's a tech chase situation, and I do like doing immediate spot dodges. 
that's kind of a secret of mine. Uh, people don't really punish it very often. But <laughs> I, I do think that tech rolling in is good sometimes. But you do very often, like the hardest punishes are usually when you roll into like an F smash or something. Yeah. Um, I think that should be like your least used tech option. But if you if you never, ever, ever roll in, then your opponent just never has to think about it and they just won't cover it anymore and they can just better be prepared for your tech away or your normal get up. So I would say do it sometimes, but I, I definitely wouldn't overuse it. And I do completely agree with you when you say that. A lot of people do overuse it and get super hard punished for it. So I know I think that's a, a, a totally fair thing to say. I, I think there's this beautiful concept in this game that there's no right or wrong option. Like it's like may, maybe in like in like a 2D and a 2D fighter when there's like clearly the best punish or clearly the the right move. Although actually it's not it's not always the case because you can't defend every every. Um, every portion of your body when you play the game. So there are some guesses that still need to be made. But in Smash, like, if roll to spot dodge is working every time, like, dude, it, it, against against your opponent, do it. But the thing is, you have to be immediately prepared to stop doing it when someone starts punishing it. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. Honestly, if you can, it's like, if just, like, even with, like, your, your advice, like, just roll, if it's working... <laughs> Do that, it. That, that's good advice. <laughs> like, like it, it is good advice if it's working, and that's Buy the crazy part. It's not. It's not universally bad advice. The, the the thing is, if it works, that's why. Like when you tell when you tell casual people, like, all right, see that C stick over there, use it. See that. See that roll. See see the see that R button. Yeah, just hold hold to the side. Just, just spam. Just just spam roll to get out of stuff. The reason that stuff works is because it's like they're they're just universally good options that are that are not intuitive to punish for normal for normal players but the thing is is that the reason that the game starts evolving the game starts uh changing at higher levels is because people start looking out for like a gamut of things they look it's like the the universe has expanded in their in their in, the, in, the, in their mind and they and they start looking for di- for different things but the thing is even these top players some if you sometimes it's like they wouldn't expect you to roll spot dodge and then, then it just works like it's just, yeah, it's just it's stuff right. just stuff just magically works and that's the beautiful it, part about this game. It reminds me of this this adage. One time I was at this 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 vineyard and there was this old wise man and he said you know like I was like I don't know which one I want and he said oh boy you know the 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 good Wait, the good wine he is say the one that you drink. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> He handed, he handed me a basic sword. No, no, he said, he said the wine that you should drink is the one that you like. Like, the one that you will drink is the wine that you should choose. Like, don't make such a big fuss out of it. Just If you like it, just drink it. Right. And that's that's Smash. You know, if, if you're picking an option and your opponent's not punishing it and you like that option, do it every time. But you can never forget, I'm picking this option every time. You know, mm-hmm. if you roll in twice in a row... You need to know that your opponent probably knows you rolled them twice in a row. But uh, I, I do I do agree with you, though, that a very common low-level mistake is they always roll in and they get super punished. So, no, I think that's a good thing to point out. Well, and if it is a habit that you have and you're having a hard time breaking it, at least you can, re- re- like, hopefully you can go, oh, I just rolled in, I'm going to spot dodge, and it may save you that that from being punished at that moment. And then, you know, and then if you, if you, because I mean, crawler, he, there's time, like he would roll towards me and then he would, I would immediately hear him yell at himself, you know, he'd be like, (laughs) don't roll, you know, like just, just have that. And, 
and so, you know, if you find, if you find that that's a, that's a habit you need to break, at least you can start mixing it up by, Oh, you just threw a spot dodge. They whiffed a grab and now you can, now you're in the advantage. And, uh, and sure. so just, just something, uh, something to keep in mind. And, and again, this game, as you guys were, as you guys were saying, like it just boils down to the mix up, right? Like, how can you mix it up? Like if you've rolled twice and not spot dodged and they haven't punished it and then they think, Hey, I've got this read. And then you spot dodge. Now they're like, it's going to throw them off their game even more. Right. Because, and, and so it allows you to really mix up your play and, and, and figure out the best ways to put yourself in the advantage state against your, against your opponent, which is where you want to be. Don't get hit. That's the, that's the rule of smash. Don't get hit. Right. Yeah, so. that's correct. Thanks. All right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you guys go watch that, watch that documentary, you're going to, you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. So we're at almost an hour and 40 minutes. So this, is, this is wild. <laughs> This is wild. I can't even believe it. So let's let's wrap this thing up. Peon, where can people find you? You can find me at peon underscore GCE. That's peon underscore GCE. That's Golf Charlie Echo for all you military folk. <laughs> and you can find uh, AV and mine show at Beyond Metagame. The show is called Beyond the Metagame. It's available everywhere that podcast exists. Our Twitter is at Beyond Metagame because Twitter did not ro- leave any room for the the. Av, where can people find you? People can find me at a plus Vaidinatha, my long Indian last name. <laughs> but it's also linked on Beyond the Meta Games Twitter. <laughs> yes, that is, right? that is, that's that probably is, the only is, way you'll ever correct. find it. <laughs> I assume that's how people find it. People don't. <laughs> I wonder how many people look up a. Plus my long Indian list. Avi, when you go to heaven, the first thing you got to do is confront your ancestors about like your branding. Like, come on, man. You know, there's like ten people with my with my last name on this earth. It's like it, it's actually it's actually it's it's weird. My my like my my ancestors are a bunch of hipsters. They took a really popular last name and then they just cut off the last letter. And that's why there's only like nine or ten of us it was longer <laughs> it was longer <laughs> crawler where can we find you bud uh you guys can find me uh on twitter at nightcrawler 74 uh also on twitch occasionally need to be better about doing that but uh come come hang out we'll play some games uh and then also like i said before in the discord uh n64josh.com slash discord I know you guys got a Discord too you guys want to plug that one real quick you i don't think we have a tidy hyperlink for it do we Abby? Uh, we do now. <laughs> They'll have it up. Yeah. <laughs> Check their Twitter. <laughs> All right, we'll get it. We'll get it in the notes for sure. So, uh, guys, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all the places, it's at N64 josh um i do want to suggest check out n64josh.com i've been putting up quite a few articles uh especially if you just want nintendo news i've been uh, putting up stuff there um doing a lot more on youtube as well and then of course streaming as often as i can uh it yeah it's it's crazy and i'm, I'm loving every minute of it so um uh, but if you want to interact, even hey, guess what? I decided to create my own Reddit, and it's going to be a positive Reddit. So you can go to uh, it's going to be n64josh.com/r. That's where you can go. I don't have it. I don't have it built yet, but that'll all, it'll be done before tonight's uh, shows uh, over. So um, 
thank you guys. If you can rate and review on iTunes, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, this is this has been a ton of fun. So thank you, uh, Peon AV Beyond the Meta Game guys. Make sure to subscribe to their podcast. Go check it out. That's where you get the good info. That's what we always say. So um, thanks, uh, thanks again. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye now.